Welcome to Strategies for Turbulent Times with your hosts, Matthew Werner and Dr. Kathy Greenberg, here to help you stare down adversity, adapt, improvise, and overcome the challenges you are facing in your own life. Now, here are Dr. Kathy and Captain Matthew. Welcome to Strategies for Turbulent Times on this cold Friday here in the Northeast region. We're really excited today to have a chat with Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman. And uh, as of right now, Dave has uh, the number to call into the show. We have not heard from him as yet. Uh, We had him confirmed, so we may have to just interrupt the show to bring Dave on, which is really, um, you know, a... uh, a pleasure to to have him. So he may be running a little late, so forgive us. Uh, Matthew, how are you today? Well, I I tell you, uh, especially with this, uh, um, I want to say snafu, but um, no, we're excited about Dave. He's one of our closest uh, brothers in arms, um, super respected, and uh, we're excited for when he can come on. But um, yeah, happy Friday, everybody. Uh, you know, happy holidays. I hope everybody's uh, starting to get into the season here uh, of uh, a couple weeks off of school for the kiddos, uh, hopefully some time off of work. And, uh, you know, what better um, title for the show, Strategies for Turbulent Times, to uh, kind of uh, improvise what, uh, what we're going to be talking about today. Um, but, yeah, happy Friday, everybody. And uh, I'm here in sunny, sunny Indiana. And uh, if, if uh, <laughs> anybody knows what it's like up here, obviously it's just gray skies and, um, you know, just a little bit chill, not too much cold. But, um, yeah, looking forward to the show. Well, I have to say I'm missing Florida at the moment. It's a balmy 28 degrees here in Pennsylvania. And, uh, yeah, we're going to continue to move forward and hope that uh, Dave is able to to get in here on the line. But for those of you uh, who don't know Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman, he's an American author and a number one trainer for law enforcement who conducts seminars on the psychology of lethal force and now truth. He's made revolutionary contributions to our understanding of killing in war and the psychological cost of war and the root causes of what we see as a current virus of violent crime raging around the world and the process of healing for the victims of violence in war and peace. His first book on killing, The Psychological Cost of Learning to Kill in War and Society, is an analysis of the psychological processes involved with killing another human being and has been cited well over 3,300 times. In Stop Teaching Our Kids to Kill, A Call to Action Against TV, Movie, and Video Game Violence, Grossman argues playing violent video games trains children and hardens them emotionally to the task of murder by simulation. On combat, the psychology and physiology of deadly conflict in war and peace is an extension of his first book. It focuses on coping strategies for the effects of violence on both people in careers whose lives are on the line and in the line of fire. 
Grossman's new focus is Grossman on Truth. And here he provides truth and equips men and women with mental and emotional tools to enable resiliency in the face of adversity. Today, we're going to have a conversation, hopefully, at some point in the show with Dave. And in the meantime, Matthew and I are going to talk a little bit about the human psyche and what we are calling fearless teams, fearless climate, and fearless leaders. And uh, we're going to be talking more about that in 2024. But Matt, maybe we can talk a little bit about the roots of these three genres of what we like to call the fearless principles of leading. Well, thank you, Kat. Um, Yeah, so, you know, kind of improvising here, um, for those that are tracking with what Kathy and I are doing throughout the nation, um, we're just uh, excited, as always, and feel very blessed to be able to work with some of the top law enforcement uh, professionals um, but it's not just with that um, profession. It's also with the executive world, too, which I've found um, since I've been retired shortly, there's a lot of similarities on how not only just how our brain works at a high rate of speed, but also um, how these different communities, these different professions, they they all try to figure out the same kind of um, – way to lead, but also we all go through the same difficulties and challenges. And so that's why we developed um, these uh, genres, as you said, Kat, on fearless climate, uh, fearless teams, um, and uh, we're still developing them uh, to better assist the current leaders across all these professions, but also um, the up-and-coming leaders. And uh, my profession, which I retired from, you know, we have a statement, you know, let's get it off and early. And that's, this is one of the things I've learned, especially experiencing, you know, the best, having the best weapons, experiencing and developing the best tactics, developing all of this great stuff to help us not only survive, but also execute missions with precision. To get it off and early is critical to our mindsets of, how do we get to the end of that that road or the end of that race as a career and still be healthy, healthy with the family, healthy with ourselves, um, healthy with whatever the next chapter is that you're going into. So these lessons learned, um, but also just these tips, tricks, and uh, techniques that uh, I've learned throughout my path, but also learned working with these uh you know, these experts, professionals, these, you know, behavioral science scientists, um, you know, neuroscientists, but also with, you know, this amazing and wise people like uh, Lieutenant uh, Colonel Dave Grossman that we constantly have, com- you know, conversations almost daily just to understand what's going on with society, what's going on with, you know, these these professionals. And, of course, we focus on law enforcement because, Personally, I think they need it the most. I mean, you all are going out there every day, um, and you you don't know what to expect. You don't have any expectations after a certain amount of time because you realize that life's going to get thrown at you in some of the hardest ways. 
um, whether it's your own decisions or whether it's something else that somebody else made a decision on, but it impacts your life greatly. So, you know, as you're just uh, going through some of these um, areas, can you talk a little bit about uh, how you're going to be presenting some of this in 2024 uh, with uh, both TACOPS, all the TACOPS conferences, uh, and um, and possibly with uh, myself and uh, Mark Oz Geist. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, just kind of just you know correct the ice here. Um, so of course, as we're putting our 2024 schedule together, just like you know everybody else is, um, we are fortunate to be able to be speaking with a close uh, brother of ours, uh, Mark Geist. I don't know if you know that name. Um, but definitely go ahead and Google it. Uh, it's Mark Geist. Uh, he goes by Oz. And Mark uh, is a very special um, individual, and he's, a, he's just a great leader off of his experiences. Uh, Mark was one of the survivors of the Magazi um, snafu or incident. Um, and uh, him and I, we met uh, about two, three years ago. And the interesting part about how we connected, not just because of my background, not just because of his background, but his background and my background have a very unique connection. And I'll share that when I'm speaking with him at the TAC Ops conference of uh, what exactly, you know, how we're connected and how, what we learn through these challenges that are so extreme to what you've seen in the news, to what you experience um, and we experienced um, going through similar um, things, but also how we are on the opposite ends of the spectrum as far as what we experienced through that uh, that uh, traumatizing event. And for those of you uh, who are regular listeners, want to make sure that you take a look uh, at the TAC Ops agenda uh, for this year. As you know, there's three regional conferences uh, annually. And you can go to TACOPS.com and take a look at the schedule. I believe the first conference starts in April, and registration is already open. And as uh, Matthew was indicating, uh, we're going to be at these conferences, and we're going to be doing some really exciting interviews uh, in, uh, in conjunction with presenting uh, at these programs, and uh, one of those on-stage interviews between Matthew uh, and uh, Mark Osgeist uh, will be a a featured program. So, Matthew, let's talk a little bit about these three genres, uh, fearless climate, fearless teams, and fearless leaders. Maybe you can set the context here as we're waiting for Dave uh, to log on to the show. Tell us a little bit about the context for creating Fearless Climate that has now evolved into three full programs, and I know we're going to be doing one in February uh, at the Indiana Sheriff's Association. I'm very excited about that. Um, So tell us a little bit about how these have come to pass um, in terms of those specific topics 
I mean, it's obvious to me that the climate of an organization has to be one of um, looking at individuals, their contributions, uh, their stability, their ability to communicate, their team ability. Um, but now you've evolved this uh, into fearless teams and into fearless leaders. Can you talk a little bit about each one of those? Yeah, I appreciate that, Kat. Um, so kind of just going back a little bit and how these um, acronyms came up, you know, came upon us or came upon me through the help of Kathy. And uh, just I'll, I'll let everybody know, uh, first of all, I came out of retirement and I was the no man. I said, you know what, I don't have anything to share, even though I was a part of the top 2% of Naval Special Warfare uh, with the SEALs, Navy SEALs, the Navy SWIC, I am a SWIC, um, that's my career as a specialty, but I was one of the first and found myself to actually be at a command, the Tier 1 command, going through a special selection course that actually um, just developed the leadership, but also I got to see, I hate to use this term, but tip of the spear, how do we do things, how do we develop things, and how do we lead, how do we, um, you know, just hold ourselves to such a higher standard, but most importantly, how we take accountability, how we understand, like, what's the expectations, you know, throughout all the stuff that we use, all the terms, all the phrases that we use, it's, okay, 80% mental, 20% physical. That's easy to say, but why is that? And through all my challenges and everything that God has blessed me to do um, and be a part of, and be able to survive through, um, that's the seeds that I found um, post-retirement um, and forging the retirement. Like, those are the seeds that help the next leaders. Those are the seeds that help the next, um, you know, up-and-coming budding leaders for the next generations. So that's how we came up with the acronyms. Uh, every one of them starts with fearless. Okay, what is fearless? Um, now, fearless, everybody can say, yeah, I'm fearless. Um, or people look at individuals like myself, they learn what I've done and what I've been part of, um, or, you know, they look and respect the law enforcement profession of, like, they have to be fearless. Well, the reality is that we all suffer from fear. Um, that is known ever since, you know, Alexander the Great, which was, <laughs> was it, 2300 B.C., and now you're looking at it's 2023. So you do the math of understanding what a warrior's mindset is, but also what it takes to survive um, through all the challenges, whether they're physical or psychological. So fearless um, developed this because it's so true on understanding like the F. And I'll start kicking off with the F of fearless. Um, it's failed to succeed. Now, what is failure? You know, failure can be as much as, um, you know what, if I'm working in an office and I failed to show up on time or uh, I failed to uh, do what the boss wanted me to do. That can be as small as something as that or failure could be I lost a $2 million asset, which I speak about this on my experience of when we thought we absolutely failed when we sank a $2 million asset. And the boss is saying, you know, continue mission or Charlie Mike, as we say it, 
Um, and we're all looking at each other in some of the, one of the harshest environments, you know, scariest environment known to man. Um, we thought that we just lost a $2 million asset, but most importantly, we had over 10 guys in the water. And of course, it's pitch black and the seas are like 12 to 15 foot seas. So hearing that the boss said continue mission, we weren't really looking at a higher elevated mindset as far as what the end goal was. We are on the X executing this mission, and we're suffering all these casualties. Thank God the only casualty that we actually suffered was a material item, a $2 million asset. We were more concerned about recovering our brothers and getting them to safety, being cold, wet, and miserable, 12 to 15-foot seas, um, 0% illumination, and the boss is saying continuation. So it could be any of those levels of failure. But the reality is you're going to have to be, in order to be fearless, you have to understand what that failure is, like the boss said continuation. He knew what the actual failure would be, and that would have been millions of people being um, affected by what our actual mission was. And so I talk a little bit more in depth about this uh, when I do my speaking personally. But, uh, yeah, we'll just, you know, start it off with the S here. Understanding what is failure? What, what is failure as a leader in the family? What is failure as a leader in your organization? And to understand truly what is that and to elevate your mindset. So before I go further, we're going to take a quick break. Thank you for dialing into, uh, you know, strategies for turbulent times here. And happy holidays, everybody. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Results will always favor the peak performer. MagnusWorks is a cutting-edge mobile app to help you and your team build peak performance across 11 critical well-being domains to go from great to Magnus. MagnusWorks balances individuals with real-time tailor-made check-ins with pulse vibes to increase mental, physical, and emotional well-being. It spans every aspect of your daily life. Get started now. Inspire, educate, impact, and transcend. MagnusWorks.com. That's Magnus, W-O-R-X.com. How can you be brilliant in the moment, given the daily challenges you face at work and home? How can you enhance your strengths and limit your weaknesses? Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler's mission is to help people be the best version of themselves at work and at home with simple, trusted, evidence-based tips and tools. They have combined forces, applying the powerful science of emotional and social intelligence with the latest in e-learning and AI technology to bring you the Emotional Brilliance Academy. Through the leading Emotional Brilliance Academy programs, they help everyday leaders like you balance your emotions to better connect with people, enhance top performance, lead your teams and your organization. The Emotional Brilliance Academy gives you a common sense approach to enhance your effectiveness and happiness both on and off the job. Sign up for the program, enhance your skills, and be your best self. For a free trial, go to freetrial.emotionalbrilliance.com. That's freetrial.emotionalbrilliance.com. EBA is powered by Fearless Leaders Group, the H2C Leadership Foundation, and True North Leadership. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. 
VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Welcome back to Strategies for Turbulent Times. Have a question for Dr. Cat or Captain Matt? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone, to Strategies for Turbulent Times this chilly Friday in the Northeast. We uh, seem to have had a bit of a hiccup here uh, with our brother, uh, Colonel Dave Grossman. We uh, apologize to those of you who are listening. We hope he will still be able to join us, so we're keeping the line open. In the meantime, we're pushing forward on our mission here to uh, kind of pick the brain of Special Warfare Operator Matthew Warner on his program regarding fearless climate, fearless teams, and fearless leaders that are featured both at the TACOPS conferences in 2024 coming up in April uh, and also our, our sponsors, both MagnusWorks.com and the National Command and Staff College. And as I said, we'll be presenting uh, some of this material in February at the uh, Indiana Sheriff's Association. And certainly for those of you who are interested in having uh, Matthew uh, or myself come to your programs, just uh, drop us a note and uh, you can go to the host page and find us there. In the meantime, a shout out to all of our sponsors, especially National Command and Staff College and Magnus Works, who carry all of Matthew's content as well as mine. So, Matt, when we went to break, you were talking about the acronym FEARLESS, and I think you'd pretty well gotten through the F. And I guess we're going to just continue on here because it just makes sense to use this valuable airtime to provide our audience with as much great information as we can. And I think this is, you know, a, a hot topic these days, mindset, resilience, well-being, and the fearless view that one has to have when they're on the front lines, regardless of whether you're in the boardroom uh, or uh, in the field or on the battleground, um, you have to really think of these as foundations for all aspects of your life, especially in today's uh, banny environment, which is brittle, anxious, negative, and inconceivable, on top of being a VUCA environment, which we've all known for some time especially in the law enforcement industry. And as we see going around the world for DOD, that's volatile, uncertain, chaotic, and ambiguous. So let's get back to fearless, and I'll let you pick up where you left off. Well, I tell you, uh, Kat, it's, um, you know, you start off with the F, which is fail to succeed. And, and when you look at that, what is failure? Um, now, how do you learn what failure is? You know, if you have a leader that's uh, highly sensitive or very, their communication is very sporadic, you really don't understand what failure is. You're just waiting to get pummeled like a killer whale beating a baby seal um, that's actually, you know, doing the work. Um, 
But it's really, what is failure? And how do you learn what failure is? And that's the criticality of having a solid communication with an organization. Um, some of us that are in uh, high-threat environments like law enforcement, you know, failure is death. I mean, that's a pretty extreme failure, but that's the reality of it. You know, you're just looking at survivability. And we'll talk about how the brain operates with survivability and how just to survive as humans, that's how our brain operates. That's why we look at the negative. Um, but and that failure, isn't, isn't, isn't that what awful. Dave talks about in his books? I didn't mean to speak over you, but that connection there for me is very strong when it comes to Dave's work. When we talk about on combat and on killing, um, that mindset is not natural. And we have to train people to a mission mindset so that there is not a focus on a fear of loss of, of life or survival. Can you comment on that a little bit before we get back into the acronym? Um, I, yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, it's I, I use that because of the audience that we're speaking to. I mean, that's reality, it is death. Um, and to understand that somebody else could take your life if you don't know your techniques, tactics, you don't know what the current threat is, and you just walk into it, and then, God forbid, you know, you get, you know, dismembered, you get maimed, you get killed. Um, the reality is, just as if you're in that situation or if you're working at a donut shop, your brain still operates the same, not to that level of, scared, you know, being scared or having that type of fear, but how the brain operates and what I've learned in a few years um, and over time, having a career at that level of um, excitement, at that level of, you know, just facing some of the ugliest stuff that humanity can throw at you, it's, you, our brains are developed. You can speak a lot smartly, or a lot smarter about this cat because you are a behavioral scientist. You are the doctor on how the brain works, on how happiness works, but the reality is, is that our brains always look for the negative, um, you know, stuff to survive. I mean, that's the bottom line. Um, so now the E in fearless is elevate your mindset. Now, how do you elevate your mindset? That comes with time on earth. You know, it comes with experiences, but also it comes with as every organization does that succeeds, they have it in wording. Now, when I talk about elevate your mindset, think about why did the boss say continue mission? He's seen what the end state would have been. We're on the X going through some some pretty <laughs> horrific stuff, just trying to survive, right? But he actually had an elevated mindset of knowing that if we didn't execute this and continue to execute it with the precision and capability that we had, then there's going to be millions of innocent civilians that are going to be killed, possibly, right? So... That's the elevated mindset. And how do you get there? It's not like you're just thrust into that, but you grow through the trust, the respect. You grow through, you know, whatever structure it is of the organization that's in a healthy manner. Now, every organization's not perfect. So there's some unhealthy stuff, but looking at the healthy things allow you to elevate your mindset and understand what's going on from a 360 model. You look at the senior leaders inside of a family. They know what's going on through 60 model. Now, they might not be able to communicate it because we're all trying to work on the hardest thing that we do every day as being humans. Communication is the hardest thing, whether it's verbal, nonverbal, expectation management, 
won't get too much into it, but that's really the hardest thing, thing that we do every day. So to elevate and get to that uh, elevation of mindset, look at stuff from a 30,000-foot view. You know, we're small ants on this globe, but if I look at things, is the reality of what's going on here such a big deal? You know, as Kat was talking about, um, the environments that we find ourselves working in and trying to form relationships or try to communicate and just be successful of uh, survivability, it's really taking ourselves out of what our go-to, what our instinct is, and saying, you know what, why is this person so much calmer? Why does this person make such better decisions? Because they take themselves out of that situation, and they actually look at it from a different perspective because they can see the 360 purview on that. And you're talking about mentally, mentally and emotionally taking themselves to a higher level of, um, of, of view of the situation. It's not that they can remove themselves necessarily from the situation physically. It's, it's conceptually, right? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, the A in fearless is the alignment of goals and beliefs. Now, never being a big movie guy, big TV guy, let alone social media guy. Um, You know, I came up with this alignment of goals and beliefs because in order to be truly fearless and to understand what's going on, you have an alignment of goals and beliefs of what's going on around you, the leaders that are around you, you know, the employees, the law enforcement professionals, but there's a consistent alignment of goals and beliefs. And that, ultimately produces trust. That way you can make decisions. You're not fearing things. You're not, under, you're not uh, without understanding what tr- is true failure. You know, am I going to be last for doing this? Am I going to be told that, you know, hey, um, I understand that we can lose a couple things here when the rubber meets the road and things get tough and I'm not going to sweat about it and I'm not going to make bad decisions because I understand that that's a monetary thing. This is survivability. This is a humanitarian thing. And that's where the alignment of goals and beliefs are. Now, this is, I, I started out with the whole media, uh, you know, television, movies, because unfortunately, and I say unfortunately, because when you're one of the guys, one of the brothers in arms that have executed some of these missions through blood, sweat, and tears, and unfortunately, those tears are loss of brothers in arms, it's we get depicted and this is what the next generation to look at, well, this is how I've seen it in the movie that was made about whatever. Or this is what the social media is saying. Well, there's no alignment of goals and beliefs there. There should absolutely be no trust. But when we're seeing it and watching it and we're growing, that's what we believe. So when you see an on-scene commander, you know, whatever action movie that you're watching or whatever documentary that you're watching, and he's making or she's making all those calls, that's not the reality of it. And if they are, then there's going to be, you know, other issues with the outcome of that mission. Now, the reality of to truly be fearless is when it comes to that uh, critical time to make a decision to be truly fearless, 
your number twos, your number threes, your number fours, your number sixes, whatever they are in the, in the hierarchy or the re- responsibility of that organization or agency command decision-making is that you have the right alignment of goals and beliefs. So when you're challenged with a hostage rescue and you're the on-scene commander and you're challenged with answering the phone call to the president of the United States or challenged with answering the phone call to whoever it is that you're executing this mission for, then you need to trust your number two, your number three, your number four to make the hard right decision. And that's why number or the A is alignment of goals and beliefs. And I'll let me jump back over to you. Yeah, just I just want to jump in here real quick um, on that because you said some very powerful things, and I want to just talk a little bit about how many of us don't realize we're out of alignment on our goals and beliefs until we feel stressed or we feel like there's something in our lives that is missing. And what I have found in all of my, you know, resource review and in our book, Fearless Leader, Sharpen Your Focus, we talk about that triangle between beliefs and thoughts and actions. So that those goals and beliefs are part of that triangle. And if the goals that you're pursuing and the beliefs that you have are not consistent with the actions you are taking, that misalignment is also going to be in your subconscious and it's going to be undermining your ability to execute effectively. And so those little tiny unconscious hiccups that are going to occur are going to be what creates stress for the average individual. And so it's, it's just important that everybody recognize that when you feel that misalignment of your goals and beliefs and the actions that you are engaging in on a regular basis, it's time to check in on those goals and beliefs and those thoughts to make sure that there is consistency in your own internal operability before you put yourself in a situation where you will be at risk because things will not go the way you had expected them because of those thoughts and beliefs. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And my mind's racing right now because the conversations that I've had with my sister who I'm with, you know, seeing, you know, being with the family here, um, it, it truly is. It's, and I don't want to get too off track here, but the concern, one of the conversations that we had was, you know, with everything being so digital that there's no human reactions. And if you want to get goals and beliefs, you have to, it truly, you need to have that visual, you know, that nonverbal, that verbal communication to truly understand instead of just saying, okay, this is what it is. This is the word that is our goals and beliefs. And that's kind of the way that we're moving into. Um, But to learn to trust through these processes, like you just, you know, beautifully laid it out. Um, that's the challenges. That's one of the biggest challenges that I see everybody's going through, whether you're, you know, seven years old all the way up to, you know, 70 years old. I mean, it's just truly is because of what we're doing to take the 
visual, the nonverbal, as well as the verbal, and understand the importance of all those. Uh, we're just going with the verbal, whether it's text, calls, um, just you can just take the whole relationship out of it, and that's why there's so much uncertainty and understanding to align those goals and beliefs. Okay, I'm going to move into the R before we go on to the next break, and that's right focus, right control. Now, how do you get that? Um, through some of the great uh, conversations I've had at the executive level, if you go into a certain meeting with a certain powerhouse as a executive or decision maker, CEO, boss, or if you go into a, a mission, obviously you don't know what's going to come about it, you know the threats, you know as much intel that you can gain, the training part is really critical. To train, 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 so you have the right focus, right control in order to make the right decisions and make the hard right call. Now, how do you train your mindset when you're talking about family leadership? How do you train your mindset when you're talking about being, you know, growing through, um, you know, becoming a senior executive? How do you train your mindset being the new person, you know, in law enforcement? It's you have to get your hours in. I'm going to use um, Dave Grossman's, one of his popular sayings. He says golf sucks. And it's hilarious how the audience reacts when he makes that statement during his presentation. Golf sucks. Now, the reason why he says that is that on Saturday, you can go and practice, 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 going from your primary to your secondary weapon, you know, for survivability, or you can go play golf with your buddies. That's the reason why I say golf sucks. Um, I, I picked up on that since day one, being with him, uh, working with him, you know, talking with him, and it truly is. To get the right focus, right control for when you actually need it, you have to spend that Saturday training, 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 instead of going and doing what your body and your mind wants to do, which is go golfing. Now, I love that, um, you know, that saying for right focus, right control. Um, <laughs> we're going to well, take a break. Go ahead, Kat. Yeah, we're going to. We're going to take a quick break here, but you're going to have to explain to me how, why golf sucks. <laughs> Maps to, um, you know, the idea that, uh, you know, golf should be something that we're all good at. Because I will tell you, I am not good at golf. And... <laughs> Golf sucks for me because I'm just not a good player. But regardless, I think the audience gets it. We're going to be right back. Don't go away. We're still hoping that Dave Grossman is going to join us. And if not, we'll do a new show in the future with Dave. But thanks for hanging in here with us. We'll be right back to finish our discussion with U.S. Special Warfare Operator Matthew Warner on Fearless. Don't go away. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Results will always favor the peak performer. MagnusWorks is a cutting-edge mobile app to help you and your team build peak performance across 11 critical well-being domains to go from great to Magnus. MagnusWorks balances individuals with real-time tailor-made check-ins with pulse vibes 
to increase mental, physical, and emotional well-being. It spans every aspect of your daily life. Get started now. Inspire, educate, impact, and transcend. MagnusWorks.com. That's Magnus, W-O-R-X.com. How can you be brilliant in the moment, given the daily challenges you face at work and home? How can you enhance your strengths and limit your weaknesses? Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler's mission is to help people be the best version of themselves at work and at home with simple, trusted, evidence-based tips and tools. They have combined forces, applying the powerful science of emotional and social intelligence with the latest in e-learning and AI technology to bring you the Emotional Brilliance Academy. Through the leading Emotional Brilliance Academy programs, they help everyday leaders like you balance your emotions to better connect with people, enhance top performance, lead your teams and your organization. The Emotional Brilliance Academy gives you a common sense approach to enhance your effectiveness and happiness both on and off the job. Sign up for the program, enhance your skills, and be your best self. For a free trial, go to freetrial.emotionalbrilliance.com. That's freetrial.emotionalbrilliance.com. EBA is powered by Fearless Leaders Group, the H2C Leadership Foundation, and True North Leadership. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Welcome back to Strategies for Turbulent Times. Have a question for Dr. Cat or Captain Matt? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to uh, Strategies for Turbulent Times. Um, we're having a great conversation just back and forth um, between Cat and I on, uh, you know, just sharing with y'all, like, what have, we, what have we been doing uh, besides sitting on a uh, podcast every Friday? Uh, quite a few things. We won't get into details, but um, just hopefully y'all can actually just take this acronym of FEARLESS on the notes that we've been uh, sharing and uh, think about them over the holidays, but hopefully it will help you to become a fearless leader in 2024. So we're going to move into the next big segment here, and this is tied around emotions and how our brain works. So we're going to kind of cover the L and uh, E, the second E, in fearless. So the L is learn your negative thoughts. Now, the power of bad is the reality of why our brains are gravitated towards the negative stuff that we visualize, that we hear. Um, but why, did, why do we... All of a sudden, see breaking news on the TV, and our brain, our vision, look at it, or we hear it audibly. It's because that's how our brain works. And Kat, hopefully, uh, actually, I know she's going to talk more about this, but to understand not only your your negative thoughts, but also the your your comrades' negative thoughts, you know, your employees' negative thoughts, your brothers, sisters, and arms' negative thoughts. So learn your negative thoughts, and then the second E for being fearless is emotions for success. So, yep, you got this guy talking about the big E word, emotions, which I would have never touched on throughout my 25 years of active duty. The E word is something that I've learned a lot about since being at Walter Reed. Uh, but as operators, as leaders, as well as 
anybody that's grown and gotten older, it's tougher to be able to think about something unless you can put your finger on it. So we're going to talk a little bit about emotions for success. Now, before I turn it over to Kat, um, my second meeting with the first psychologist after 20 years, yep, first psychologist after 20 years of being active, and the majority of that was operational. I'm sitting down with my first psychologist, and after our second meeting, I said, you know what, Doc? I was like, this is how I see it. Our brains are taking, you know, everybody knows NASCAR, whether you like it or not. You understand the concept of it. You got a fast-moving, sexy car that's taking left-hand turns at a high rate of speed. And so this what plopped in my brain. It just came about me. I said, you know, basically my brain's been taking left-hand turns at a high rate of speed, around 189 miles per hour, constantly. And I've not been trained on understanding what's actually going between all the firings, between all the compartments of the brain, and to do what I do and understand what the effects of that is. Now, the reason why I use NASCAR is that we all too often hear, yep, you get to the end of the race or at the very beginning of the race, just like when you're training a new person, they hit the wall at turn four, right? And they might be able to repair the car. They might not, and they go from Lightning McQueen to Mater and Harvey. So that's why I use the NASCAR theory, because as you get older and you have a family, you're in it to win it, you're a fixer, you're a doer, you don't understand what being in the being is truly because you have and you're tied to all these external devices and these external, um, you know, humans that you're looking at just being that pillar. Well, what happens when you hit that wall at turn four? What keeps you from hitting that wall at turn four? Well, it's a good pit stop crew. And so we're going to talk a little bit about what is a good pit stop crew. A lot of us look at it as our families, even though we don't bring our, you know, our, our occupation, especially mine, back home. It's not like I sit there and talk to my kids. Yeah, this is what Dad just did last night. This is what I did. This is, you know, this is how we bettered the world. This is what we did. No, there's absolutely none of that, as most of you know. It's, we want to start looking at doing other things, looking after our families. Well, the wrong answer is that our families are pissed off crew, even if we don't talk about this stuff. And the importance of finding a good coach, finding somebody that's a great mentor that's actually going to keep that sexy car from hitting the wall at turn four and it gets you on the safe track to be able to complete a career. Yeah, I'm taking this all in, Matthew, as you're as you're speaking. And even though I've heard you tell audiences, um, you know, much of this over the last couple of years, um, it always interests me and touches me, as I'm sure it's doing to many of our listeners, when you talk about that pit stop crew and how most people believe when you ask that question, it doesn't matter whether you've got 10 people in the audience or a thousand people in the audience. When you ask that question, they all tell you their family is their pit stop crew. And uh, it is an immeasurable difference to recognize that you don't want them in the car with you when you are, God forbid, going to hit that wall and to make sure that that pit stop crew is anybody but that family and to know who that pit stop crew is for you as an individual 
it it could be um, you know somebody in your life who is a religious leader, or spiritual, or, or somebody in your life who, uh, as you said, is a coach or a mentor or somebody that you can you know confide in and share your deepest thoughts and fears with. And that is not your family. You don't necessarily always want to put them in a position where they are on the receiving end of your um, pain or uh, discomfort or stress. Now, we do that to our families. I'm not saying we don't do that. I'm just saying that we need to rethink who needs to be in that pit stop crew. I used to call that my personal board of directors. You know, who am I going to go to when I have to make a critical decision in my life? that's going to give me advice. And while some of us may again point to the family, it is not always in their best interest to feel that level of stress or insecurity until you have a better idea yourself as an individual, bringing those ideas to them in a constructive way. So um, that was, you know, a real powerful learning uh, for me when I first heard you say that. So we're down to the last two S's in fearless. Um, maybe we ought to finish that because we're close to the end of the show, and then we can maybe jump back into one of the other uh, letters of the acronym. Okay, yeah, absolutely. So uh, the, the last two S's, um, the first one sees your discomfort, which is, you know, like everything else. It's like, what is your discomfort? What makes you feel, this, you know, uncomfortable? Um, and then the last S is sense excitement versus fear. So I tie those two together. Um, when I started flying a, a helicopter on my own and through great instruction, you know, of course, um, I vividly remember sitting into sitting in this cockpit when I came time to do my first solo flight, and my body had in my my the chemicals in my body sense through the brain, I was sweating profusely and I had no idea how to control it like everything else I've felt in life. And I'm looking at my instructor who got out of the cockpit and he's videotaping me with his phone and I'm sweating profusely. I say, self, you know, I've already got over 600 skydives. I got, you know, done all this crazy stuff in the, you know, around the globe. Um, in all types of different environments, I have quite a bit of confidence and understanding on how to make great decisions uh, and how to make the hard right call. But I sat there and I thought to myself, like, self, you got 10,000 moving parts trying to kill you. And anybody that's flown a helicopter, they understand how sensitive some of these helicopters are. Well, the Robinson R44 is a pretty sensitive, not as sensitive as the R22, which is smaller, but it's still a very sensitive, controlled um, you know, helicopter. So I sat there and thought to myself, I am sweating profusely, even though I have the AC on max power. What's going on here physiologically? Well, it was the reality of my body saying, well, you know what? Um, is today the day to kill yourself? Not that I thought about that. It's just the reality of, you know, if I hook a skid or something like that, just on takeoff or, you know, get blown around or a big gust comes through and just takes me, you know, by surprise, do I trust myself enough to be able to execute this without totally locking down and, you know, 
mentally, physically, and then now I'm crashing a $500,000 helicopter. But I thought to myself, looking at my instructor, and I had to tell myself, look, it's almost like right focus, right control. It's like train, train, train. But I looked at him, and I was like, well, either he's taking this so he can have proof of how I messed up and I killed myself and wrecked a $500,000 helicopter, or he truly has trust in me so I can actually watch this video and go, you know what? I did this. Um, you know, I actually did a solo flight. Now, the fun fact with that, and for you pilots out there, the reality with a rotary wing um, capability like a helicopter versus the fixed wing airplanes, um, the majority of people, when they come to solo flights, they actually quit because of that process of chemicals just dumping into their system. You know, now they have this huge responsibility. They don't think about the money and all that stuff. They just think about more of, man, I've been flying for a long time, and I know how quickly this can get out of control. Um, but to, you have to respect and, and trust that the instructor or your leader is putting you in that position to be able to execute and to overcome this obstacle. So that's the you seize your discomfort piece. And then the last one is it's sense excitement versus fear. You know, starting skydiving, um, you know, being in operating high-speed boats, 0% illumination. It's like, holy cow, what do I got to do to successfully do all this stuff? Um, but that's, but also, this- that's also knowing your negative thoughts, right? That's, you know in advance what you're going to feel so that you can counterbalance that in the moment. And that's why you practice, right? Um, right. We're get, yeah, we're, we've got a couple minutes left here before we have to say goodbye. First of all, I want to thank you, Matt, for jumping in here and saving the show today um, with the fearless uh, acronym. I cannot thank you enough. And I know that Dave will have a very good reason, um, and I hopefully uh, am praying it's not something with his health uh, for why uh, he wasn't able to get into the show today. But I want to promise our audience that you will hear Dave Grossman in the near future. He is a very dear, dear family member of ours. We love him very much. And uh, I'm sure uh, that we will reschedule him. So thanks for hanging with us today and uh, allowing us to infotain you. Matthew, any... um, Anything else you wanted to say about that? I'm sorry. I just wanted to make sure we got that in before we said goodbye. No, that's perfect, Kat. And, um, you know, glad to be able to get this in. But the last piece I'm going to say, the other acronym, one of the acronyms is CLIMATE. So I want you to think about this, audience. Throughout the holidays, are you the thermostat or the thermometer? So when you're looking at cool. a climate of an organization or your family, are you the thermostat or the thermometer? Happy holidays, everybody. And uh, we wish you nothing but good health, and uh, we love you. Love you. Peace and joy, everybody. Talk to you in the new year. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Strategies for Turbulent Times. We hope Dr. Cat and Captain Matt were able to help you create a plan or simply steer clear of the unknown with ways to overcome challenges in your own life. Until next time, be brilliant and stay fearless.